Welcome to the Top Order podcast. Tonight we are joined by a man with almost 100 wickets for the Black Caps across all three formats. Also represented New Zealand at indoor cricket, published author, his own YouTube channel, and is speaking to us from Manist Isolation en route to start his new role as the Wellington Firebirds bowling coach. Ian O'Brien, welcome to the Top Order podcast. Kia guys. Thanks for having me. Namaste. Um, Firebirds and Blaze and the groups below. So it's not just the men's team. It's not just the, it's also the Blaze, the, the women's team and the um, and the bowlers that will proceed up through those ranks. So dream job, absolute dream job um, to be a part of. If it was just the if it was just the let's say just the Firebirds, I may not have come back. But because it was um, across both of the teams and I get to uh, interact with. Uh, the, the the boys and the girls, the men and the women, the the the, the whole lot. Um, absolute dream job. So um, yeah, back in New Zealand, back in uh, Aotearoa, and it's um, and I'm a little bit like I. <laughs> it's a little bit weird seeing a lot of people and, and talking to people at the moment. I'm still a little bit um, a little bit like a kid in a candy store. Awesome. Well, look, glad, glad we can fill in an hour or so of, of your of your time as you hopefully sort of serve out your uh, your managed isolation and get out. I think on Saturday or Sunday you were saying we read you you'd have swum back to take the, the gig. So um, yeah. yeah, yeah, you've kind of almost answered that question for us. But I would um, I'd show you. I've got my swimming. I probably shouldn't, but yeah, I've, <laughs> I've dressed the top. But I'm no, I'm genuinely <laughs> top half dressed, and, and the rest is the swimming swimming trunks. Um, but I would have, and I think it might have been quicker because I wouldn't have had to do the isolation because you, you, you're at sea for all that time. So um, <laughs> might have been a quicker and easier route, just quietly. Well, you'd, you'd have needed a lot of a lot of goose fat to uh, to make that swim. Let's start with the with the the Wellington gig and and the move back home. You've been settled in uh, my homeland for for a little while now. What have you been up to since you pulled stumps on on the playing days? Um trying to find a way and i think i say that with every ounce of every bit of meaning that 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 could that you could sort of take from that uh the i, I tell guys now not to do not ever retire um that that's like my one piece of advice to um to, to players is don't ever retire i um I have no problems with my retirement, um, but but just the whole transition is just um, uh, just madness. I actually I, I watched I watched a program on ESPN today about um, you know the, the footballers and the, the American footballers and the and the basketball players and, and how I think it's seventy percent are bankrupt within sort of five years of finishing playing. It, it's somewhere between 40, 45 and seventy percent, and just just mind blowing. Um, that the that that transition is so difficult. So I, I know um, what yeah you, you asked. What have I been doing? I've been doing everything. I, I started doing media. Uh, I got a bit outspoken uh, and a bit angry at cricket there for a while. Uh, may have uh, I certainly talked about subjects that um, uh, if I was a little bit savvier, I shouldn't have talked about. Um, and then got out of that and and went completely away from cricket and and had like regular normal normal jobs for a bit. But that didn't satisfy. And um, and then yeah, this this dream gig came up and it's um yeah I needed this um, I needed this from a uh, from a from a from a uh, a job like this from a, from a, a genuine health perspective uh, as well as just you know having a job so. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty pretty happy to be back and uh, having the absolute yeah, absolute dream role. And, and what kind of coach do you do you see yourself as? Are you going to lean towards motivation, technique, mindset? You mentioned working with all the groups in that uh, Wellington setup. Is that going to you know present some different challenges to use all of the things in your toolkit? I um, I spent a lot of time even in my own career looking at. It, going back to when dial-up, we had dial-up, uh, <laughs> dial-up internet. I was, um, I was looking at sports psychology. Going back to we're in, gee words, I'm going back to '98, dial-up internet, and, and I was looking at ways that I could be better by just sitting on the couch. Um, I had a body that 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 was always sore, so I was, I was trying to find ways that I could get better at my game without having to to get to get sore so 
going going back even way back then, I was really looking into shortcuts, um, and they do work. And and I found some found some beauties and found some great ones, and and worked hard on a lot of that. But so there's a lot of sports psychology that um, I sort of I I, would, I like I dive into, and I want to use. But but it's more um, really developed a whole different philosophy away from away from the performance. Um, I'm I'm. I'm way more now about having healthy, healthy uh, people and they will make healthy players. Um, and those healthy players will make, have a great chance of, of, of making good performances. Um, so I'm, I've gone way back to, to sort of almost ignoring performance to an, to, 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 to an extent, uh, making, having people that are comfortable um, and and not ignoring the not ignoring the player because we've got skills there we got we got bowlers to make quicker we got we got lots of things to do there but the main one for me is is having comfortable and uh, content um, everything that I wasn't in the changing room um, having I want to be the person that I wish was there when I was playing so someone that would have just helped me. <laughs> feel normal in a changing room full of freaking amazing cricketers and and, and trying to to keep up um so there's a lot to untangle there it's a lot of psychology i'm doing you know, I'm, I'm doing a master's in psychology at the moment um slightly on the back burner uh, i need to um once i get settled in I'll, I'll get back on that but it's it's just looking after the player uh, the person i should say it's looking after the person and then the player uh, the player is, is sort of the next bit, the other bit. And we might come back to a bit of that mental side of the game because, uh, yeah, fascinating person to talk to a, a, about that. But, I mean, surely being a, bit, a big part of being a bowler for Wellington is learning how to, to navigate that that wind at the basin. Is it really as bad as advertised? Uh, it can be. Yeah. It can be. Um, I don't remember. <laughs> it's funny. Like, I, I can't. There was some like I I remember some days when when it would just stop you. Uh, you'd be running in and it would just stop you, and and I tried so hard to never pull out of my run up because that's a waste of a run up. You know, like I've only got a limited amount of run up, so I pull out of this run up. I've got one fewer at the other end, so I tried so hard to not pull out of my run up, even when it sort of pushed you and stopped you. It there is a there is, I didn't realize what it was. I do now. Um, that helped me uh, get through that. It's, it's a good sized nose to, to get, you know, to get that slipstream going. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and ears that then uh, act like wings and you get a little, uh, it's like an aeroplane wing. Hard so, to coach those things. Yeah. You but, can't coach. They are the uncoachables. You're right. That, absolutely. And that button um, those in Formula One as well, apparently. The movable wings. Yeah, so. it's, a, it's a good point. It's a good point. These nostrils, uh, they they act like vents. And it, yeah. Um, no, there is, there is, there is a skill there. There is a, um, uh, there is a couple of, of things that I, I recognize that I, uh, I did and I do um, that, that aided me. Um, I don't want to kind of give them away, but, no. but, the, the the big one is that I didn't want to pull out of a run up, and if you can if you can get into that mindset, you uh, it, it's kind of the it, it's not you're in a battle against the the batsman as well, but but there was an element of <laughs> actually there was a big element of showing off to <laughs> the guys I was playing with because I never ever thought I was good enough, mm. even you know even when it was going pretty good. And so there was an element of showing off to them that, you know, I can do this and I'll keep doing it and I will keep doing it and I'll keep doing it because, because I want you to like me. Mm. Um, there was a real big element of, of real weird ego psychology going on back then, but it was, um, but I worked out how to do it and uh, it can be bad. Um, I remember days when it was, there was a Bangladesh test that was just, that was horrible. It was, and I was, um, I, I don't say I don't say this to to slur uh, Tommy to slur Chris Martin, but I was bowling quicker than mm. him at the time up it, and it was and it was a beast. It was a a real real guster, 
and um and i just had some i had some some real um mechanical rhythm some uh, some muscle rhythm um and it was it was yeah it was all muscle and it was was coming out so um yeah there's there's two types of techniques um and uh i sort of recognize them a lot more now than i than i did then so it's um yeah certainly i'd like to hope there was a a little bit of that in um in, in part of my um getting the gig yeah what i was going to say how come you ended up with that job because you bowled you know because into... I, I deserved it yeah well and you know bowled into the 140s i mean surely for wellington well who was who was there who was downwind was it mark gillespie then uh so andrew penn mark gillespie oh, yeah. james franklin sure um, you get it ahead of jimmy franklin Oh, Frankie, uh, Frankie would argue that, that the wind didn't suit his inswing. Oh, if he was bowling from the, it didn't suit his, uh, the, the inswing shape that he, he, he got. So Frankie was very good at um, bowling from the other end. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Frank. <laughs> he was such a good, oh, I remember so many chats where the captain, where Belly, Matthew Bell, the captain, would go to Frankie. He goes, oh, I'm pretty keen on you from that end. And uh, and Frankie would talk him out of it and get get someone else to bow it. It was, it was brilliant from Frankie, like longevity and, and career lengthening, brilliant from from Frankie. But, you know, it, it was also knowledge of game. You know, he didn't um, feel that maybe at that time he had the the ability to, to do that and, and whatever. But, yeah, I... I I didn't mind doing that dog work because it was the dog work. Mm. Like get good at some get good at something average and you've got a job forever. Like if you find something that no one else wants to do, you get good at it. Oh, oh there's money there. Mm. There's a lot mm. of money there. There wasn't much money when I was playing, but but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, well, look, I mean, you know, that's obviously a, a I mean, Who wants to be an accountant, really? Who wants to do tax returns? For, <laughs> there's some money there. Who have I, hit? Who have I got? Who's no, an no, accountant no in the room? Oh, I have no considered one, it oh, as a career, actually. No one here. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. Yeah, look, I mean, you talked about a, a tough job there. We always kind of like to ask people about their international debut. I mean, that's got to be a, a pretty special moment for everyone. You got the call up in, in 2005. Do you kind of... Remember how you first found out? Who gave you the news? Who presented your cap? Anything from the game that sort of stands out? Uh, I remember. I remember a lot. Mm. Um, and as you can tell, I, I can talk. Um, I could do a whole hour on this. <laughs> um, no, I found out. Uh, I found out at a Wellington uh, Wellington training. Uh, Brian McKechnie had called um, our coach, and the coach had given me the phone. And I, it was unusual. Uh, and I wasn't too sure what it what it was. I didn't I didn't really put too many things together. I thought I was a chance to play for New Zealand that summer, but um, in the next series against uh, Sri Lanka as opposed to the series against uh, Australia. So I didn't really uh, know why I was getting handed the phone. Kekney, uh told me, and it was a bit. It was a bit surreal. Um, I just like a couple of guys just came over and gave me a handshake and I just got back into bowling in the nets. Mm. Um, I do, I do remember uh, driving, uh, driving home after training in a, in a real ancient old Hyundai. Jesus, that, that, that thing was horrific. <laughs> um, and um, ringing, ringing my best mates. Um, and, and telling him what had just happened and crying. Mm. And I also remember ringing um, my then uh, girlfriend, now now wife, and, and telling her what, what had just happened. And she didn't have a clue what that meant because she didn't have any clue about cricket, really. Mm. Um, but I, I remember a lot um, about that day. And it was all very underwhelming and all very, okay, all right. <laughs> like... Okay, well, well, let's see how this goes. And yeah, I remember a lot about the day. Um, yeah, I got my cap from um, uh, Walter Hadley. He was he was cap number twenty nine. I was cap two two nine. I don't, you know, there's a, a tiny little bit of symmetry. I don't think that was there was any planning in that. So uh, the late Walter 
um, gave him my hat. And I knew that I was, yeah, I knew that I was playing the, the, the previous night. We were told in the meeting the previous night and, and I knew I was playing. And um, I got given a blank, actually. They didn't have a hat. They didn't have a 229 uh, stitched up. So I played my first couple of tests uh, in a blank. Uh, so I had the firm, but it didn't have a number. And I, and I um, then got, um, so I've got two, two kind of blank caps, if you like, um, yeah. that, uh, that I've played tests in, which is, um, is not, it's a little bit unusual. Um, yeah. Remember day one, oh, day one, day one, I sat on the, I sat on a uh, couch at, um, at Jade Stadium. So that they had the big um, sort of maroon leather uh, reclining couches. And I sat there, ate toasties, drank coffee and watched our boys put on about 400. And I, uh, I said to Craig McMillan at the uh, close of play, if this is test cricket, I'll take it. So <laughs> <laughs> I sat there, did nothing all day and just, um, just it was just brilliant. It, oh, what, before the toss, I remember walking out to have a little look and just doing that nuffy cricketer thing when you go out and have a look at the pitch. Uh, Gilchrist and Warren were, were walking off, and and it was brilliant. Like I, I knew what they did, and it, and it was just, and, and they both walked over and said, Hi, I'm Adam. Hi, I'm Shane. And it was just like the ultimate alpha yeah. the, the yeah. ultimate alpha and it was like yeah okay well well played you goo i now do feel about that tall and it was um um whether, whether they meant it that way uh, i'm absolutely certain they did but it was um yeah yeah i remember crying after getting my first test wicket um nice. i had to sort of back out of the circle had a few a few tears family there cousins uh, a lot of my uh, my mum's family uh, are from down here so they were all um in the crowd um so there's um a lot of a lot of good memories hitting shane warren back over his head for four nice um, um yeah that's about the good memories from that test match there wasn't too much more actually and and in terms of yeah. finding out the night before from a i guess from a sports psychology perspective would you rather find out the night before or find out on the morning of the game do you think uh, I was used to um, uh, red ball cricket. I was used to playing for Wellington. Like uh, if I was fit, I was playing. Um, if I was not quite fit, I was having an injection and trying to play. Um, and so I was I was used to knowing I was playing, if that makes sense. And that, that's not a um, not an egotistical thing or. Um, I was used to being a part of a team that, that had success and we had a very good bowling. We had an amazing bowling lineup. And, uh, and so I think there was some, there was some comfort in, in, in knowing I was playing the, 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 the previous night. Um, now I think about it. I don't know if I, if I, if I was told the previous night. <laughs> Because I remember, I remember waking up and looking out the window and thinking, "It's a bit blue. Oh, it's a bit cloudy. They might go with Frankie, and I might miss out." Oh, I can't. Oh, now I can't remember. <laughs> but I do remember getting presented with the cap from uh, from Walter. And um, sheesh. Oh, I don't know now. Can't remember. Flynn was the captain. I can't remember if I got told. Oh, oh now you've had you've had ten days on your own. It's 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 got to be tough. <laughs> Tough to remember anything after oh. all of that. Look, I mean, uh, you know, you, you talked about that that great Australian side, and and you know, I mean, oh my word, that that I, can, I the... can list it for you if you want. Uh, I can go from top to bottom. Let's Jeez. let's not. That'll make Baldy too excited. I'll, I'll, I'll get too happy. We don't want to. Yeah, do that. let's let's oh. not do that. I mean, yeah. it, it was obviously tough going, and then so you play the two tests against them, and and then you left out of the side. I mean, you mentioned before, you know, always kind of thinking that you're not good enough. Can can I mean, can you run us through the emotions? Do, are you someone that thinks you're not good enough, but then thinks, okay, you know, I'm now more determined to get kind of get back there? Or how tough was that sort of initial experience against, you know, one of the toughest sides in the world? Third, t- third test was at the Basin as well. Mm. So, so my home, uh, my home ground. Um, and so I uh, shifted my bag into the, to the change room into, you know, into my, my spot. Um, just so happens that that's the spot that Kyle Mills sits at when he's, playing for New Zealand at, at the basin. Mm. And so my bag got biffed across the other side of the um, changing room. 
and um, and I get I get dropped from the team when Kyle Mills plays. So um, we had a <laughs> we had a um, it was a little bit we had a little bit of a um, a, a not very happy chat in the change room at, at, at that stage. Um, but at the end of the at the end of the game, um, it was um, we, we had a um, it was a good little moment where it all sort of sort of cleared up and um, but it was it, it sucked because I didn't know what to do. Uh, I didn't know where to go now because um, I was used to playing. Um, uh, I didn't, so I was never, I, 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 I had almost never been 12th man. I was never even, so like in the one-day team, I never played one-day cricket for Wellington, never played any white stuff. So I was never even 12th man um, in, in, in those games. So it was a, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. My, my, my gear ended up out in the hallway and at the basin at my own home ground. It was very, um, that was a, that was sort of, uh, you know, when, when you don't believe you, you, you belong there anyway, mm. that was a, um, a pretty, pretty hard hit. Um, but yeah, I just mixed up, mixed up the drinks and, and run some drinks. It was pretty cold out there. So I remember um, filling up some, uh, some water bottles with hot water so they could um, sort of hold their hands on them and warm up their hands. I thought that was a genius idea, so <laughs> must have done something right. Um, but it was two and a half years later. Yeah. I didn't play another test for two and a half years. And um, I was rightly dropped. I was terrible. Um, I, I, I was trying to play test cricket as opposed to trying to play my game. Mm. Um, and I wish someone had... That's the one piece of advice I pass on to um, anyone that, that's taking a step up anywhere is keep doing what you're doing. Don't try and be that next level person. I was trying to be a test cricketer. I was trying to bowl test cricket pace as opposed to doing what I did. So um, I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm annoyed that no one sort of told me that. Um, that's not a, I'm not blaming anyone. Um, but but that is certainly something now that I um I, I, I pass on to, to anyone that, that's taking the step up in any industry in any in anywhere. Just you know, keep doing what you're doing and, and you will improve as as you as you go through. So yeah, yeah it was a long time out of long time out of that game. Yeah, because I mean when you came back, you, you've ended up playing 20 tests in, in just over two years. You it, you kind of really found your rhythm. I remember it, you know, it sort of felt like you you found your role almost in that Neil Wagner kind of mold running in, doing those those hard overs that you talked about. And I remember being really stunned when you announced your retirement because I just thought, mm. like, it seemed like you'd worked really hard to get back to that position. You just got comfortable at that level and then suddenly yeah. you're not playing again. Yeah. The, um, I w- so I was 15th man picked for 14-man tour. Um, the tour to South Africa when I got back into the test team, Kyle Mills went down injured a couple of days before the plane left. So I was, I was just moving into a new flat. Um, literally, literally had a, um, a bookshelf um, shifting it as I got a phone call saying, can you come to South Africa mm. in, in two days time? So I was just moving into a flat, which was weird. You move in, you stay a couple of nights and you nip away for, for six weeks. Um, so I got on that tour and I decided that I was going to bowl to all the most influential players in the nets. And I was going to absolutely bust my balls to get into that test team mm. because I had no hope, you know, like you're, your 15th man picked you're, you, you're, you're way up. And I, I busted my balls and I, and I played both the tests and I, and I went, okay. Um, I was uh, at the end of the second test match. I was pretty proud of um, of what I had done in that in that second test match in, in Pretoria. Um, I had a I had another I had what I I had numerous what I call career days, and and career days are when you're heading to the ground and you think if I don't get this right today, this is my last game at this level. I will, uh, I will not be back. And so I'd already had my one sort of chance in the New Zealand team against the Australians two and a half years ago. And uh, I think it was day four heading to um, the, the ground, uh, Supersport Park. And, 
and it was it was career day in my head. If I messed up this day, um, I this would be my last test match. And so there was a, quite a bit going on. I went and saw our, we had a sports psych with us. So I went and saw him and, and Gary gave me something to, to just, just work on. I went and saw the bowling coach, Walter, uh, uh, Dale Hadley. And I just wanted one thing from him to work on. So I had one thing from the, the sports psych and I had one thing from the bowling coach and I actually came out with a pretty good day and and yeah, then then didn't really miss a test unless I, I was injured. Mm. Um, and yeah, found found something. Uh, I found um, I like I kind. <laughs> there's a part of me. There's an egotistical part of me that that, that says that I'm Wagner 0.5 or he's Ian O'Brien 2.0. Mm. Um, in terms of the roles, in terms of the, the the jobs that we do, he's so much better at, at what he does than, than I ever was. But I but I do see a lot of I love watching him play, mm. and I do see a lot of um, what motivated me, motivating him. I, I see I, I see things. He's he's superb. He's so much better than I could have ever been. Um, um, so. You know, I, I just love watching watching him bolt. But yeah, I do think, you know, I got a I got a framed picture and, and Vittori left me a note on it and he and he said we're gonna to struggle to find someone to do what you do. Uh, they didn't struggle for too long because because Wagner was there, um, which was a bit of a oh, you know, okay. But but he's awesome. Um, so um, you know, it it was a role, it wasn't pretty. Um and yeah, look, I was going awesome. I was buying the quickest and the best I'd ever bowled. Mm. Um, I had made my mind up in August, though, that those three tests against Pakistan were going to be my last in uh, in November, December. So it was already sort of the stone was already cast. I wanted kids. Um, we'd already had uh, a miscarriage. We'd already um, gone through. Um, yeah, it's pretty hard to to you know the envelopes get pretty soggy when you when you send the swimmers back to the UK. Um, <laughs> so it was um you know we we really wanted um we really wanted kids and I wanted I wanted kids more than uh, more than more than I wanted um, that that career. I love that career, um, but I wanted to start a family and and be young enough. Um, and my wife lived in the UK. It wasn't wasn't as easy as 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 saying you know if she was a Kiwi and she lived here. So um, you know that was that was how it went. Um, and it's been awesome. You know, I got two two phenomenal kids. It's just um, it's just the best. Nice. Yeah, I mean those those sounds like really tough reasons for for retiring. I guess based on what you said a little bit earlier about the piece of advice you'd give to not retire how does that fit into how you remember that moment exactly. in time no no that, that, that that's exactly um why i always like um, sort of you know the, the 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 dichotomy of it is um you know don't don't retire um the the not not many people get to retire um most people most people get go out injured and, and don't don't get back uh, or go get dropped and, and, and don't get back into the team. Um, very, very few people get to say, "I'm out. I've done. I'm up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go and do do something else." Very, very, very few people get that. I want to call it an honour, if you like, because because a lot of times you go out dropped or you go out injured and you never get back, and that's that's. That's not on your terms. I got to to do it on my terms, um, but for a for a reason that was, you know, was was way more important. Um, but yeah, don't ever retire, Jesus. Don't ever retire. Don't stop what you're doing because it's so so difficult. Finishing, you know, trying to find another career at, at 34, 35, finding another life after. Um, yeah, so, 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 so difficult, but yeah, don't ever retire. 
Oh, well, it's good to hear you, you're back in, in the cricket, and uh, yeah, we're excited to see that. But I mean, uh, I, I've we've got you on. You talked about you know you you being a competitor. I remember you being pretty good for a celebration. I, I've got to mention the the Fidel Edwards one. Uh, is that something that happened? Did that happen in the moment, or is it, are you like thinking, "Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to plan this." Uh, I mean, it was a ripper no, of a slow ball. It was that, wasted on number eleven. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm um, like, it, it, oh, we'd had a bit of a ding dong um, at Dunedin. Mm. I was batting, and he was bowling, and and we're both as good as batters as each other, and <laughs> and. Um, he just kept bumping it in, and, and I, I think I had I had twelve runs. Well, I had didn't have many, but there was twelve in leg buys. There was two off the back of my helmet and one off my shoulder. Yeah. Me ducking bumpers and going down to to find leg. And I said, you know, and I'm in all sorts of horrible trouble. I said, why don't you just pitch one up? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, I'm having too much fun, man. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, fair enough. And and legitimately, next ball, another short one, popped it out to gully, wandered off. Um, and so so we'd had a little bit of a um, just that just that competitive, nothing nasty, just just that competitive interaction. Mm-hmm. He had picked up um, three hundred test wickets, um, I think, early in the Napier test in that in that second test. And so we'd had a bit of a chat, and we'd had a bit of a. You know, when you have a battle with someone, you become, uh, there's a wall that's broken down. You can then have a bit of a bit of a, 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 a laugh and a, and a joke and a, a, like a form of friendship mm. rivalry. Um, and so we, we sort of enjoyed each other's company. And then yeah, he had picked up a couple in the innings and given, given a couple of our boys that, <laughs> that you can't see me. And I bowled him one of the best slower balls I've ever yeah. bowled. And... And I think legitimately he didn't see it. So, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I kind of felt like a bit of John Cena at the, you know, I went, I went all John Cena and uh, on him. And, and now I, um, yeah, I feel a little bit, a little bit embarrassed um, uh, about it and, and kind of wished I, wished I hadn't. Um, but it was one of the, just one of the best slow balls I've ever, ever, ever let. Um, so yeah. He's a good man. I've caught up with him a couple of times since, um, so I still can't understand a word he says. But um, <laughs> he's uh, he's a good man. Yeah, uh, it was a good battle. Speaking of battles, you not only represented New Zealand in outdoor cricket, you represented New Zealand uh, in the indoor arena as well. Some great uh, battles uh, with, I think, with the Australians. Can you talk us through the battle that you had with Corey Otto in the in the indoor cricket World Cup final? I think you had a, another good celebration in in that particular uh, game. I think he had a lot of good celebrations. Geez, um, that's one of the scared. That's one of the most scared I've ever been. Ninety-eight, and um, we're in Melbourne at the what's it called, the Glass House or the um, yeah, in Dandenong there, the Glass House, yeah, yeah, in Melbourne. So they built a couple of um, uh, yeah. So Corey and I were, well, he was the quickest. Andre Adams was he, he was playing for us, and he was he was right up there, and I was reasonably quick. Um, and he just bowled very short and very fast at me, and I didn't have a lot. I didn't have a lot of clues. Um, that was that was, that was some pretty scary stuff. And then again in two thousand and uh, we was out in South Africa, and then I think we saw him again in two thousand and two home uh, in New Zealand in the in the home World Cup. Um, he bowled a lot to me, and I think he did okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Um, I think I, I I do remember getting one good one good shot and and I may have lassoed it a little bit as I ran down the middle. Yeah, but that was like, that was the video that a friend of the podcast showed us uh, and and what a, that we like, remember. What that. an absolute what a chop! Absolute <laughs> what a chop I was. So if I go back to those indoor cricket days and I'm yeah, like I went back and played. Um, well, I went to South Africa and played a world. Masters. I think I played in a um, over thirty uh, over th- over thirties or over thirty fives. We ended up winning. We won the um, we won a, a World Cup in South Africa. And I went back and played it a completely different way. Uh, instead of being being the full chop, I was just like a half chop. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was um, it, it, the game's changed a bit. It's not quite as um, 
idiotish as it, as it, as it sort of used to be, I think, I hope. Mm. There have been plenty of indoor cricketers that have also played outdoor cricket. There are plenty of outdoor cricketers that have, that have played indoor as well. Bruce Reid comes to mind from an Australian point of view, and there are others for New Zealand as well. You mentioned Andre Adams. How much, for the people that sort of listen to this podcast that haven't played a lot of indoor cricket, how much of the skill is transferable between indoor and outdoor? And are, are there any bowling techniques that you kind of picked up from playing indoor as a sort of a young guy that you are able to transfer into the outdoor game? Uh, I think your, your variations, um, you're bowling with a two-piece that swings uh, in indoor. So you do have access to, to bowling in-swingers and out-swingers and, mm. and, and some, some, some spinning variations. Um, I, I think they were, were a couple of things that, that, that were good for me, my slow ball. Um, a little bit later on, <laughs> this is self-deprecating. Okay, this is this is self-deprecating human, not uh, not pumping my own tires. But I used to, I had two two deliveries that I like getting wickets with. One was a leg stump Yorker that was called the Devastator. <laughs> good, good. And then I had the big floaty slow ball that dropped, and that was called the Humiliator. And so, <laughs> so I. Oh, and so I had the I had these two deliveries, and I used to get a lot of wickets with with both of them. The the flat Yorker that would hit the base of the stumps, and then the big dropping one that would end up yorking and and picking up wickets. And so uh, I do remember, you know, I do have you know having those some of those skills. But for me, with the red ball, it, it what it did teach me is how to. It probably did teach me how to bowl into the wind. Mm. Um, it taught me how to bowl quick off a very short runner. It taught me how to use my my assets, my elastic shoulder um, and flexible hips. It taught me. It gave me the the skills, you know, just just through playing. Um, uh, that just through time and repetition, it gave me skills that I can bowl as quick you know, off that little run up as I mm. sort of could off a, off a longer run up, which I think then did give me some, um, uh, some benefit towards the, 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 uh, uh, the, the into the wind bowling, mm. the batting. I was, I, I wasn't a too bad about her in indoor, terrible at outdoor. Um, but fielding skills is a little bit, again, I was never a great fielder in outdoor, but, um, it, it, yeah, it did teach me to bowl quick off a short run-up, and I think that's that's, that's quite an asset because um, you you can then add rhythm onto that in an outdoor environment, add rhythm onto that raw elastic energy. You've actually you got someone that can that can do some 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 good things and swing the ball um, with some with some decent heat. Certainly seems like there was a nice combination of preparation meeting opportunity there for you at the base. And yeah. in terms of in terms of indoor cricket, obviously closer quarters, more opportunities for player to player banter. Did you find that you had experience better banter in the indoor arena or or in the cutthroat world of of outdoor test cricket against maybe the Australians? It's two very different arenas, and, and it's two very like I can't really use like inside the the New Zealand you know, inside the black cap changing room, the, you know, what indoor cricket was called. I can't use those words. Sure. Um, I don't, I don't, uh, yeah. Um, it, it is, a, it, there are two very different beasts in terms of the players and in terms of the, um, it, it's a hype game. It, it, indoor cricket is a hype game it, and it is about getting that on, on that confidence flow. People call it momentum, etc. It's just confidence. You're just in a good place. Everyone's feeling happy, and the the, the better that rolls, the more things, the more good things that happen. The more confident you are, the more good things that happen. And so, because it's such a confined space, and you're only, you know, it's 45 minutes of fielding, and then sort of 12 minutes of batting. There is this. It's almost like a whole cricket day's worth of energy gets expended in that time because. You're trying to create. You're you're trying to create that that confident, um, successful environment that where everyone feels great and everyone feels pumped up. You know, slaps and you know slaps on bums and and and, and little touches with the, within the, all the fielders. There's there's a lot of 
like that off the ball basketball. You watch the basketball, there's a lot of little off the ball touches. You know, guys think it's a free throw, touch, touch, and touch with the guy behind. There's a lot of that trying to create that heat, trying to keep that, that good feel that high confidence um, mode going. And it's the same as watching, you watch the, the, um, the, the, two, uh, the two teams today, the Celtics and the, and the, the Nets, the, the hype of the guys on the side, on the bench, and the hype of the guys on the court, very, very different if you took that outside and took away the arena. You take away that, take away that and just give it a big open space, it'll be a completely different game. Because in that space, you need that hype, you need that um, that feel to have that success, to keep that role going, to, to keep that confidence high. So very, very different games um, and, and very, very different energy expenditures. Um, but a bit like T20, I walked off a T20. What do we do? An hour and twenty out in the park. I walked off an hour and twenty in the park as if I had done a day in the in a test match. I was more anxiety tired, emotionally wrecked after a T twenty than I was after a, a day of test cricket. I was shattered. I almost I felt like sleeping in the second half of the T twenty because I was that emotionally exhausted. Because mm. it's just. If you're off, you're off. Mm. <laughs> you're out of the park. And it's, um, it's a, yeah, you've got to keep that. I found I had to keep that up and I found that difficult. Yeah, look, um, I mean, speaking from experience, I mean, you mentioned your batting before. I batted uh, 11 most of my career. We know uh, bowlers love to talk about their batting. Batters love to talk about their bowlers. I, I always do a, a bit of a, before we talk to anyone, I always do a bit of a search on, on YouTube. And obviously we found... Uh, all your clips and things, but there's one clip of you hitting Makai and Tini for, for a massive six. It's had about it 2,700 views. I just want to know how many of those are you. 26 <laughs> in a bit. Um, there's, a, there's a repeat, a loop function. Um, uh, I actually, I asked for that. I, um, I sent out a, a tweet asking for someone to, to troll the archives. And, and so the guy who put that up, actually went into the, I think it was TVNZ or whoever it was, went into their archives and got it out and put it on YouTube sort of for me. Um, that's called the duck hook. Um, <laughs> and I did not know, and, and this is genuine again, genuine. I did not know if I had top-edged it or fatted it. It was that kind of a, you know, when you hit one clean, no. you kind of don't really <laughs> feel it. Yeah, like every now and again we hit one, and it's just like, Wow, that was just creamy goodness. And I wasn't too sure if I had just got a top edge on it or I had fatted it. I had absolutely no idea. And turns out it was, um, you know, in, in well in front of Square. And it was, um, I was even more scared uh, after that. Brendan came down and said, because before that, Brendan kept coming down and going, how are you going? I'm like, no, nah, mate, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm shitting myself. And, um, Hit that and goes. You, you, you're feeling better now, aren't you? No, I'm, I, no, I'm feeling worse. <laughs> I ended up with 14 or six, not out. Nice. Um, happy days. Yeah, that helps the average. <laughs> but went my. I think it's still going. I think that one of Mackay is still still travelling. <laughs> Altitude. Look, um, you, we we talked about had, had a few uh, jokes and, and laughs and, and stuff, but I, I, want, I did want to talk to you a little bit about um, you know what touring life was like for you. I, I know you've mentioned in the past how uh, it was quite a lonely time for you, and it, it's interesting. I mean, talking to you, you seem like such a happy, jovial kind of guy, and then you know there's obviously this part of, of you as well, and, and you you talked about finding it difficult to you know even staying in your room a lot and, and not talking to people. I'm kind of just interested how, you know, how difficult I guess was it to to talk about that openly, um, and you know, I suppose where you see the game now because we're seeing a lot of people talk about it openly, which is really great. It's, it's easy to talk it about it openly now. Um, had I talked about how much of an outcast I felt at the time. Um, there's just no way that you could talk about that. You you mm. you you know you. Uh, the the jocks and the geeks the, the they don't they don't mix and 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 I I didn't have a group in that 
in that team. I didn't have a, um, uh, 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 I had teammates, but I didn't have a mate, mm. if that makes sense. And so I never had anyone that would go, right, we're going out for some sushi, you coming. Never had, very, very, very rarely, you know, we're going for curry tonight, you coming. Very rarely got invited to, to, to things that were happening. Um, and as a, as a, it was, that was pretty tough, but I also understood it because I was a, I was a dick when I went out sometimes just, I just couldn't control my, my energy. Um, you know, and, and, you know, here, you know, I still find it difficult to control my, um, you know, some of my, uh, you know, I'm rambling off on a, on, on a subject, but yeah, even up until the end, I, I never had a, a group in that, um, in that, in that team. I would go back. I, I thought, I thought the more success I had, the easier it would be to, to have uh, a, a crew, you know, to, to have that sort of group uh, around you. Um, you know, success, you know, people love successful people, you know, they want to be their friends and, and they want to be around them. And, and, and a lot of my ego and my performances were based. So a lot of my performances were based on, on trying to, trying to do that. You know, I wanted to have success so people would like me, which is a real, that's a horrible place. Uh, it's a horrible sort of uh, mantra to have, you know, as, as, as why you're doing something. So, um, and that comes back to now why I want to be the person I wish was there when I was playing. Um, I just, I, I see no, I have no problems with how I was treated or I, I'm not pointing fingers or I'm not, not sort of um, uh, making the, the, the guys that I was playing with, um, uh, making them look bad. I just didn't fit in in that group, and 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 there was there was a lot of other <laughs> there was some um, you know some, some a lot of other things going on in, in terms of you know sort of social anxiety and the depression, um, and then you know sort of later in 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 my life and and still now the medication for it and and a few other bits and pieces and um, and so there were there now reasons. Uh, and there's also now solutions that, that might have given me an easier road had I known more about it back then, um, which is so cool because I can now be a part of someone else's recognition of their existence, watching, watching their ticks, you know, watching people's tells, the, when the defense mechanism goes up and, and, and just, just watching how people react or respond you know is it a reflex or is there some consideration so the the ability to now because i have done so much of my own self-reflection um and then also evaluate done a lot of watching other people and, and, and interpreting their interactions um and sound you know i'm not often i don't often get get those interactions wrong like i will come back to the conversation with the person later and I say was was this the and I don't often get the the underlying currents wrong so I, I love I love that I have a real I love being a part of of seeing someone discover something about themselves so if you if you can feel it you can change it you know that you know that's a coaching that's been my coaching one of my coaching things for forever if you can feel it you can change it if you don't know you're doing it, you, you, you can't change it. So being able to feel how your mind flicks into a different gear, changes the place, your, you know, you, you can start to recognize when fear comes in, when, when, when the child, when the kid comes into your, to your head and you, so all of those things are just, I love it. I just dive into it. And, and, and I think, there's a lot to do with skills, but but it's it's having healthy play, health healthy people. I've I've got off. I've forgotten what the, the, the sort of the question was, I guess, in that one. But 
you, you've you've answered there's a, it. There's a, it's a, it's a, it is a lot different now to how it was. And I know that my a lot of my philosophies match up with the, the philosophies within the, the, the Cricket Wellington uh, coaching setup. Um, Glenn Pocknell, the, the Firebirds coach, is, is a massive Seattle Seahawks fan. Um, and I'm a massive Pete Carroll fan. And I didn't know he was a Seattle Seahawks fan until I started talking to him about Pete Carroll. And it was like, oh, whoa, you know, we're on the same we're on the same page for a lot of our our philosophies in terms of how we treat people and how we look at people and see see them um, and then interact them. And I, it's yeah, it still sounds. I hope I'm not making it sound airy fairy, but it is being able to being able to see them, being able to see the. See the person behind the player is, um, yeah, get that one, get that one sorted. Just really quickly, I just want to follow up that Pete Carroll uh, point. What is it about him that 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 interests you? I mean, he built a real dynasty for a while there at Seattle. What is it about him that 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 piques your interest? Well, it's interesting because I didn't I didn't know about Pete Carroll until I had come up already come up with this philosophy, which is so I had I. Had, uh, been out of cricket for quite a while and you know sort of stopped doing media and 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 i had i spent a lot of time in my car driving and i and i started thinking about you know i want to be that person that i wish was there in the change room so what would the change room be like and so i had sort of come up with this this whole philosophy of what a changing room would be like and and what it would be full of you know full of love and, and full of care and and you know you're allowed you're allowed a couple of alphas and you're allowed a couple of moments of of you know being an alpha but but it, it's love and care and and it's it's nurturing and, uh, and and it's competition and I had this philosophy all written out and I started talking to a writer friend and he goes um yeah I've just written a book about that Pete Carroll <laughs> so so I had this whole sort of philosophy that that um, uh, magic men and the carpets they ride I think is the book um, by um, uh, Ed Hawkins, uh, who wrote the Gambler Bookie Fixer Spy yeah. um, book, and he wrote a book basically about about Pete Carroll and and trying to find superhuman athletes. And this was a philosophy I'd come up with, completely independent of, without even knowing about the Seahawks or Pete Carroll. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I thought I was in front of the ball, you know, like <laughs> I thought I had something new and fresh and innovative and and completely game-changing and it turns out I'm about five years too late because <laughs> Pete Carroll's already been there and won three Super Bowls um so um but it was re- it was it was awesome to to know that I was on the same page you know it was awesome to know that someone's there that it is an accepted it's not you know it's, you know if, if I showed it to you you might you know like a coaching philosophy you, you'd sort of think is it a crash or, or are we playing, you know, the super, you know, super athlete sports? Mm. Um, it's somewhere in between, but it's, um, there's a, uh, there's a lot of things about his, his philosophies. I like there's, there's one that I really dislike his, his philosophy on grit. Um, I really dislike that. Um, but that's a, that's a, that's one thing, you know, um, he's, he's, um, he's pretty special. If you, uh, yeah, I, I think he's um, he's done a lot of good things, and um, yeah, come about come about that independently, which is kind of kind of cool, you know, reassuring. Yeah, and look, I mean, you mentioned um, a writer friend before. We we mentioned at the start of the show, you're you're a published author. You, you've obviously been writing uh, on Crick Info and things. Is it, you you did your blog back in the day. Um, I'm keen to hear what New Zealand cricket thought of, about you doing that at the time, <laughs> um, but I mean, is writing um, always something you, you've loved to do? I mean, there's a few budding writers, uh, a couple of us are, are budding writers around the room. I think that, um, I see. I sort of again, this, this is where I, I created a genre, if you like, a live blog. There was the only sports blog in the world where it was done live. 
I would go home at the end of the day and write about that day. And I wouldn't just tell you about the game. I wouldn't just give you a synopsis of the day's play. I'd tell you about the changing room and, and my head and my hotel room and mm. et cetera. And so it was a completely brand new. I didn't think about this at the time, you know, it, it, but now it's really common. You know, there's a lot of these little, little, and it's going video, you know, so it's, so it's gone from a, a written to, to a video content, which is, you know, so you've gone from a six to oh, eight, you know, six to eight to twelve hundred word blog to a to a two three minute um, piece um, to 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 camera, which is a same same format. You know, it's it's the same thing. So it's um, I I just I realized a long time after I started it that it was the, one of the best things I could do for my career, the the enforced reflection. Um, because I had, right, I'm going to do this. And that means I had to sit down for an hour, sometimes sometimes two, and reflect on my day. And because I didn't have anyone else to go back to talk about, so, you know, other guys would go and sit in each other's room and they would discuss their their day, their feelings, and, and their, you know, depending on how much they felt, you know, some of their, their failings or, or, or whatever. I didn't have that. So turns out that, that what I did was the best thing I could have been doing for my career. And I cannot, cannot um, think of anything better for anyone's career. That enforced reflection, looking at why, always looking at why. Why did this happen? Why did I do that? What led up to that? What led up to, to, to this happening? The, the why. And so that writing just became... It was enjoyable, and then it became cathartic, uh, if you like. And um, and I wish I had got paid for every time it was used in a newspaper. You know, they would take a chunk out and they would use it. I wish Milmo, uh, he just cut and pasted from my blog and, and turned that into his his pieces. Yeah. I wish I had been paid for, um, you know, for... For, for that kind of content because they were getting this free inside content that never, never, n no sport had ever had before. Mm. Um, and that, that having that sort of social media presence, it sort of opened it up now where it's, it's, it's celebrated as opposed to when I was doing it, it was, it was made quite hard for me, but, but right now it's, I'd like to kind of think that, an element of what I did back then has made it a lot easier for, 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 for some of the guys that are um, getting through social media and, and having good interaction um, outside of just being a professional athlete. It's the person. And, and that was, again, going back to the, to the person. I was, I was showing the person behind the player. And, and I think that's a good thing. You know, uh, I think I think that's a that's a good thing, and I and I think I, yeah, I think it's uh, I. I don't want to be a TikTok, but I I do think I changed a bit of sports how it's covered and and how it can be covered, um, which is you know and just get writing like so many theories we've got so many things to to talk about, you know and just write it's um it's pretty good or make a video. <laughs> well. That's a nice segue on to some more enforced um, reaction or reflection, reflection, I should say, yep. uh, with our quick fire round at the end. So we've got uh, eight to ten very, very quick uh, questions, so you can shoot uh, from the hip with these. We will get to the ubiquitous uh, favourite sledge um, at some point, so I'll just pump that in your memory bank so you can... Uh, um, you can get thinking on that, but we'll start with a nice, easy half volley. What was your favourite spell in your career? Uh, Eleven overs, three for eight uh, at the McLean Park in my last Test match. Um, I bowled. Uh, I picked up Muhammad Yusuf. Sorry, I got Muhammad Yusuf thirteen ball duck, and I bowled all thirteen balls to him. And that is um, that is my favourite wicket. In, in terms of what I did to do that, that 13 ball duck and that spell, I was hitting speeds I'd never hit before as well. Your favourite innings? Is it that, uh, that that rapid 16? 
No, my favourite innings was the uh, 51-run partnership with Brendan McCullum at Adelaide in a, in a, in a horrific losing. Um, I had a dirty, filthy slog at my first ball uh, off Howritz. Um, Ricky Ponting was standing at short cover, and he, and he called me uh, a couple of um, names that, that – he called me soft, in essence. And so I thought, all right, I'll, I'll just – knock it out then and so i think brendan and i batted for an hour and a half and put on 51. your favorite win got, yeah. your favorite win dunedin against uh, pakistan first test match of that series um dislocated finger got two wickets in that towards the end of that test match and um, I got to got to celebrate a wicket three times, <laughs> and LBW done with you. <laughs> given out, we got the we got the um, we got the given out from the change room, so celebrated again. They got given the out on the big screen, so celebrated one wicket three times. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, that game, that's favourite win. And conversely, your the toughest loss, uh, Old Trafford, uh, having a two hundred run lead, and um, and losing um, our all of our. All of our batsmen sweeping Panasaf when he was bowling around the wicket, not spinning it, and everybody sweeping it and getting the LBW. That was um, that was pretty sad. Your favourite teammate, Vittori. Um, he, as a as a as a person, as a man, and as a captain, made me a better player and made me. Uh, he gave me more time than I felt. I. I deserved. And the, the most annoying person who, who didn't you want to sit next to on the bus? <laughs> didn't have that problem. <laughs> no one wanted to sit next to me. So, <laughs> so I can't answer that question. What was your uh, favourite? Oh, Craig Cumming. Craig Cumming. Craig Cumming. Craig Cumming because he would always be talking about his technique. Oh. <laughs> it would all, everything would be about Craig Cumming. Ha <laughs> ha, CC. <laughs> that's, been, that's been in your bank for a while, hasn't it, Ian? You've been wanting oh, to say that for a while. Maybe. <laughs> there was an A tour to Sri Lanka. And I just could not get Craig coming out of my room. And he was just shadow batting in front of my mirror. It's just like. <laughs> that's all right. We got sound effects. Uh, we got sound effects uh, that, for that. That's the first time I've ever sworn on anything like any, anything, anything like this. Oh, my word. <laughs> That's all right. Look, I'm sure it we'll, won't we'll, be. We'll give a little beep. It, it won't be the last. It won't be the last time we've had a couple of Australians on. What's um? What's your favourite uh, favourite sledge? Um, I did get into a little bit of trouble for um telling Ricky when he he, he got out for seventy, and I said you've missed out here at Adelaide. Uh, <laughs> absolute flat road. He only got seventy. He didn't like it. Um, I said you you've missed out here. And he called, he said, he said, well, just, yeah, and it got a little bit fruity. And he, he um, pretty much all of our guys told him to, um, to, to jog on. But um, that wasn't a, yeah, he had missed out. So I still stand by it. <laughs> <but>, uh, <laughs> and, and look, um, we'll let you finish on, um, on your pr- proudest moment. Now, talking to you guys. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> Sure. No, 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 I, I, I don't. Um, that, that sounded flippant, but there's, it, it's everything like this is is still um, is still shiny and new and and still strange to me. There's still this element that <laughs> I played a bit of cricket and it's all just a bit weird. Um, you know, a bogan that could bowl fast. You know. Um, the proudest moment, look, I trying to tell, trying to tell my teammates at the end, at the end of my last test match how much I loved them and wanted to do the tough work so they didn't have to, but I couldn't get any of that out. And it's been a pleasure to talk to you, and that's certainly I think come across in the chat. Um, that we've had um, with you. B- 
before you go, we would like to direct our listeners to check out your YouTube channel. You mentioned some of those chats with a bunch of people, including uh, Dan Vittori, Tom Moody, and a friend of our show, Shane Bond. How can people find your, your YouTube channel? That's just 108 with IOB. So, like, IOB is 108. And it was – it's about everything, – everything on that is about adversity. Everything in that – in all of those chats is about the, the, the horror and coming back and, and the darkness. It's all about the, the, the mental, the, the, the person – there's there's a little bit of sports sort of success talk, but it's mostly about the the dark. I had an awesome chat with Phil Tatarangi, and like there was some Luca. Um, she's amazing. The the she's off for the canoe slalom. Mm. She's just she was just such an awesome chat. The 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 um the stresses on her life in terms of sponsorship and 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 meddling at at, at Rio and. Um, there, there was just some really, really cool chats. You know, um, yeah, it was, it was cool chats. That was, yeah, that's a wee while ago now, and I and I, I probably should have edited them down into little ten-minute bits, little little bite-sized chunks at some stage, but I never got round to that. So um, they're just big, long. They were supposed to be an hour and eight minutes, but most of them are around there somewhere. But um, yeah, that was good fun. Ian, Nick, it's been an absolute Thanks. pleasure to chat with you. Thanks so much for coming on the Top Order podcast and recounting tales from uh, cricketing um, past. And look, very best to look with the Wellington uh, setup uh, when you manage to get out of your your uh, your, your uh, hotel room prison. <laughs> Good luck yeah, editing this one down to <laughs> sub one hour. <laughs>